This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Thursday Bo Snurdly Rush Hour here on WABC. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. First day of June. You know, usually when June would roll around on the calendar, the first thing I think of, well, D-Day anniversary is not far away. In fact, recently, I met the grandson of Omar Bradley. <laughs> Time for a staff quiz. Um, uh, let Ava, you're going to have to add, answer to uh, Scott. Who was Omar Bradley? No idea. No idea. Ava, who was Omar Bradley? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. If Omar Bradley had not been one of America's amazing generals during World War II, chances are the war could have turned out very differently. Very often, if you mention the name's patent, and to a lesser degree, General Eisenhower. People might know who you're talking about, but Omar Bradley was just an important, as just as important as any of those high-profile generals. There were four or five generals during that war that actually General George C. Marshall, General Omar Bradley, George Patton, Ike, American generals who saw us through the most difficult challenge in the world. And today, again, and I'm not, I'm not knocking any of you guys. I get it. I get it. Unless you actually sit down and go back and watch those old documentaries and all that stuff. Nobody knows who Omar Bradley is. 
But they know who Kim Kardashian is. They know who, which is maybe not fair because it's current times. Or they can reel off a whole bunch of celebrities whose names I don't know who are celebrities for just being celebrities. But names that were in, were instrumental to the continuation of this great country. People don't even know who these people are. June is now, as I said, I would, when the 1st of June would come about on the calendar, I my thoughts would instantly turn to, well, two things. It would be time to celebrate D-Day soon or to honor D-Day. The other thing was June 1968 and that horrible three-month period between April 4th, 1968, and then the early days of June, right after the Los Angeles, well, after the California primary, where Robert Kennedy was gunned down after celebrating, or after, moments after, it was announced that he had won the California primary. But now, June is Pride Month. June is Pride Month. And I want to talk about Pride Month a little bit today and pride and all of that business. Uh, I heard Rudy talking about the fall that President Joe Biden took when he was with members of our military, the Air Force graduates. Um, Scott, have you seen that, the video of that? I did watch the video. It is really, to me, you, did you see it, Diego? Did you see this? If you look at this video of Joe Biden's fall, it is really, to me, tough to look at. Really? I haven't yeah. seen it, no. Yeah. It's going to be all over the place tonight, maybe. Um... Joe Biden looks like he's getting ready to kind of jog back to his seat. The next thing you know, I mean, he is flat on the floor. And, of course, Secret Service and others rush to help him, and he does get up and and make it back to his seat. But it is really tough to look at. And I don't say it, you know, back in the day when Gerald Ford used to take a tumble, and I would see this, this was before the days of social media, of course, so the mainstream media would show the Gerald Ford Falls over and over again. Saturday Night Live would do skits on Gerald Ford falling, falling as he's coming off of Air Force One or tripping here or tripping there, falling off the stage. And it was a source of amusement. There is nothing amusing about Joe Biden's fall. It is pretty, pretty bad stuff. It looks like the debt bill, as it is, the debt ceiling is going to be, that measure is going to go through. Chuck Schumer is demanding that the Senate stay in session until they pass it. 
Most of the members of the Freedom Caucus voted for it, even though there was a lot of rhetoric about what a bad deal it was. So that's on the table. Pride Month. Month. Whenever we go to every February, Black History Month. If you are on social media enough, you'll see people posting things like, why are we spending a month on black history? Or you see some other guys trolling other people with statements like, when are we going to have white history month? To which the retort is, every other month is. And, um, you know, uh, that's what people, I mean, that's the kind of responses that people usually do. But I wonder, and, and I usually think those are childish. I see those kind of posts, and I'm like, oh, come on already, Black History Month. I mean, you find people even like Morgan Freeman recently vented about Black History Month that it, shouldn't be just relegated to a month studying the role, role of black Americans. So you have people on all kind of the aisles, but, but here we are at the beginning of Pride Month. And for the first time ever, for me, I wondered, I said, what would happen? What would be the reaction if a bunch of people got together and said, You know, July is going to be straight Pride Month. Everybody that's straight, let's have parades for straight people. Let's have a special flag for straight people. And and make sure that that flag gets posted in schools everywhere around the country to honor heterosexuality. Let's have marches in every major city for straight people. Let's do, let's have special bars that are kind of designated as, hey, this is a straight bar. And have straight people just go revel in their straightness. And how would that be perceived? Would that be perceived hostily? Would it be perceived with welcome arms? Why, sure, we should have straight month. And then after that, we could have bi month. The both way month. The I play for both teams month. And after we have um, uh, uh, a bi month with a special bi flag or maybe two flags. Then after that, we can get to the details and have, you know, other months that we should celebrate. We should maybe have, dare I say it, overweight month. 
where those of us who are slightly overweight and tend to be marginalized by society can have a month where we can be pride of our, proud of the fact that we need to lose some weight. And then we can have skinny month for all the people that are able to, I understand skinny jeans are going out of fashion now. But for those of you who can wear skinny jeans and be proud of yourself, we can have skinny month. And then there are certainly other months. What if I just got a suggestion from our own Rhonda, Rhonda Schrock. What if we had a month where we celebrated normalcy? Normal month. Normal month. Where we have a special flag for normal people. How would that be accepted? Would it be accepted in our society today? I'm probably leaving something out. Scott, can you think of anything I've left out here? I, I mean, can think of lots of things, but I don't, I don't want to talk about them. What have I left out? Oh, Bestiality Month. Goodness, Scott, really? <laughs> what, what else have you got? Sexual looking? Aberration Month. Pedophile Month. Okay. Yeah. I'm not advocating for it. These are just things you didn't talk about. You're right. I didn't talk about them. But what if, what if, especially with straight people month, because there are still more straight people in the world than there are any other form of biosexuality. Most people are still straight. And shouldn't straight people feel proud of feeling straight? Who does it harm? What does it harm to celebrate straightness? I mean, that flag could be something else, too. I mean, can you imagine what kind of symbols people would come up for straight? I can maybe hazard a guess as to what some of them might look like. Short People Month, a month to celebrate the people that are shorter than others who regularly get, you know, teased. Hey, Shorty. What's up, Shorty? Or that's my Shorty. And if you're going to have Shorty Month, you have to have tall, tall, I don't know what you call them, big people. Big and tall month. Again, how do you think that people would react in our society if we expanded this concept that all of us have a reason to be prideful about aspects of our identity? And I wonder, would we be seeing the same kind of fervor 
and also the same kind of fury that now has begun around this June Pride Month. There is a story today from the Associated Press. LGBTQ plus Pride Month kicks off with protests, parades, and parties. This year's Pride takes place in a contentious political climate in which some state legislatures have fought to ban drag shows, prohibit gender-affirming care, I still can't stand that terminology, and limit how teachers can talk about sexuality and gender in the classroom. Events have been disrupted. Performers have been harassed. And in Colorado, in November, five people were killed and several injured when a gunman shot them inside a gay nightclub. What we are seeing right now is probably the worst it has been since the early days in terms of the demonization of our communities, says J.W. Walker, one of the co-founders of the Reclaim Pride Coalition, based here in New York. 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. We're coming back. We're going to talk about this. There are other things in the news. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Temptations take us in. Coming back shortly. Don't go away. Each day through my window, I watch her as she passes by. I say to myself, you're such a lucky guy. To have a girl like her is truly a dream come true. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
The Temptations. The Temptations. Temptations bring us back on WABC. On this day, 1991, that voice, lead singer of The Temptations, well, for some of the records, because Eddie Kendricks was the other lead, and then occasionally they would let Paul Williams do the lead. Talented group, the original Temptations. David Ruffin died on this day in 1991, drug overdose. After taking a large amount of cocaine, he passed out. Friend drove him to a hospital in Philly where he died. Temptations, 1971. Hit, Just My Imagination. You heard that right as we came in the break. Now, that was the first record that was released after David left the group. Of course, the iconic My Girl in this one. I think David Ruffin probably has one of the best singing voices I have ever heard. All right, let's go to, this is an article, ladies and gentlemen, that I I shared, I mentioned yesterday and didn't get to it. LGBTQ activists putting on pressure on corporations as pride backlash intensifies. And what they're telling these companies is, you need to be our ally. In the wake of a massive backlash against Target, massive backlash, by the way, there's another story today showing uh, the stock prices at tw- at uh, Target, and they are tanking. They're still tanking. In the wake of a massive backlash against Target over its pride displayed, activists in the LGBTQ plus community are crafting campaigns to pressure companies to be their allies, asserting that if they boycott the retail giant then they are economic terrorists. So those of you who refuse to shop in Target because of your reaction to what Target put front and center for Pride Month, this product line that included, according to several news reports, these tuck garments where you could tuck away your genitalia if you're a kid, In response to that, now you are being called, if you're one of those people that are saying, okay, enough of this, I don't want to shop at Target right now. Now you are to be compared to economic terrorists. You are terrorists. Australian economics professor Justin Wolfers accused conservatives of economic terrorism on MS. NBC, because Target is being boycotted over its transgender and LGBTQ plus friendly store policies. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, not the things you don't. So I think it's very worrying, this professor said. 
Now, let me be very clear about something. I am not in support of anyone that threatens anybody over this or any other issue, most issues. There's a story in the news today about a teacher in California whose pride flag was torched. That's being examined as a hate crime if it happened. And these days you have to qualify when you read news stories was if this is accurately reported, if this is not like another Jussie Smollett thing, but if this is accurate, it's wrong. And no one should be engaging in these kind of behaviors. We should not be treating our fellow human beings like they are enemies, even if they are threatening them with physical violence or harm. Of course not. But I want to go. I, I want to take issue with this idea that you're an economic terrorist if you're standing up for yourself, because you're not. Now, I want to go back in time just a little bit, and we can pick up this discussion when we get back from the break. We're closing in on another break. But I'm old enough to remember when the issue was not straight month or transgender. I am old enough to remember when discussions were underway, the social discussions in America surrounded themselves in whether gay teachers should be allowed, openly gay teachers should be allowed to teach in the classrooms. I remember those discussions. I remember the news stories about those discussions. And I'm going to characterize what was told to the American people by the proponents of this. And and it was something along these lines. You people are bigots. How dare you suggest that there would be anything wrong with having an openly gay teacher in a classroom? After all, a gay teacher that teaches math is only there to teach math. They're not there to indoctrinate children. A gay teacher that is teaching science is only there to teach science. They were not going, they're not interested in recruiting, that was the term that was used then, trying to recruit your children. And if any of you, like me, remember those debates, of course that sounded like a reasonable position. Of course. They're just there to teach. Now we have classrooms where a pride flag is in the classroom. Now we're talking about gender assignment in the classroom. Now we're talking about pronouns in the classroom. All of those people who were called bigots back then for suggesting that if this social transformation took place, then another range of sexuality would be introduced into the classroom. Can we safely say that those people 
like it or not, were right. That that did bring into the classrooms of America discussions about sexuality that were not in those classrooms before. Is that a fair thing to say? We'll continue. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. On WABC Talk Radio 77. On the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1972, the Eagles released their debut album. Immediately started climbing up the charts. Produced three top 40 singles. Take it easy. Witchy woman. And peaceful, easy feeling. What is your Eagles? What is your favorite Eagles song? Do you do you even have a favorite Eagles song, Scott? Probably this one. Let me get it off the list here. Diego, do you have a favorite Eagles song? Right now, right now. It always changes. I always, uh, I always find someone new, but right now it's Pretty Maids All in a Row. Pretty Maids All in a Row. Yes. Ava, you're so young and so beautiful and so wonderful. And this is like the old timers. So do you have do you even know who the Eagles are? If you do, what's your favorite Eagles song, Ava? Can't hear you, honey. Speak up. What'd you say, Desperado? Which one did you say? Desperado. You and me. No. You and me. Desperado is absolutely my yeah. favorite mm. it's a of good one. all time. <laughs> I used to actually, that song used to, that's one of those songs I couldn't listen to if I was in breakup mode. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, when when you're in the throes of breakup mode, that's not a song to put on. Yeah, but it's a good one. It's a good slow dance. It's a great song. Yeah. The Eagles on WABC. Okay, we're going to get to the telephones pretty soon. I just want to say one more thing about all this stuff. Look, folks, I really wish, if I could wave a magic wand. If I had the magic wand, all of this tension and dissension would go away. You know what? I really don't care who you sleep with. That's between you and God. I don't care who you sleep, as long as it's not like breaking the law, as long as you're consenting adults. I don't care who you sleep with. Sleep with who you want. That's something you take up with God. I'm not here to judge you on your life. Take that up with God. But I will tell you something. 
the idea that that this anything goes sexuality was not something that I grew up with. We were told even as being straight heterosexuals, we're not we were not supposed to have sex out of wedlock. Why? Because it violated spiritual principles. That the idea that this thing, this sexual thing, was not just for pleasure and not just for hedonistic pleasure, but rather it was something that should be regarded as something sacred because the end result was supposed to be procreation. And that procreation was not to be taken for granted the way that the human species was supposed to continue to be fruitful, to multiply, were commandments that, that took place from a spiritual point of view, not from just go out there and, and, and hump all day long like bunny rabbits and just, you know, do your thing. Now, I'm not saying this from the position of wagging my finger down and saying, Ooh, 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 you, ooh, 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 you, because I grew up in during the sexual revolution, and I did my part. Okay? <laughs> I, I did my part. You revolutionized. I helped revolutionize. Okay? And um, so it took me a long time before I realized that a lot of the conditioning that I had I had to actually lose it if I wanted to be spiritually healthy to myself. And that, again, nobody else's business. You and God, you deal with that. This is your life. So I don't, again, I don't care who you sleep with. And stop trying to make me care who you sleep with. But please, I beg you, leave the children alone. Let the children be raised by their parents. And I think that's all many of us want to see. Peace be unto you and your lifestyle. If you want to sleep with a man and you're a man, cool. If you want to sleep with a woman and you're a woman, have at it. Do the scissor. Okay? But leave me out of it. Don't put this in front of my children. That's all people are saying. Stop with this insanity. Stop with where everybody has to know. Keep it to yourself. And, and, and live and let live. And let's stop this fighting with each other. We don't want to fight. And many people on the other side feel that they have to fight now to protect their children. And they don't hate you if you're gay. They don't hate you if you decide you want. They don't hate you if you're transvestite. But what they don't want, they don't want their children to be influenced by you. They want to influence their children. That's all. James Golden, a.k.a. Snowy. Let's go to the telephones. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. You're on Hi, WABC. James. Thanks, Hi. James. You know, in Russia's honor, mega, mega, mega dittos to every word you just uttered. And you're preaching to the choir, and everyone say amen. Uh, you know, this. you were talking before about the Rainbow Alphabet Mafia. This is just another example of them 
attempting and successfully attempting to extort corporate America and all the rest of society as well. Uh, the example that you gave going back to the 70s with the uh, teachers in the schools, there's an expression, you give them an inch, then they take a yard. That's exactly what they've done. And it's just no different from putting the frog in the slow boiling pot of water. And we're supposed to just sit back and be quiet and accept it. Mm. Jacqueline, look, thank you for the call. I want to just say one thing. I understand the terminology like the alphabet mafia and all that. I try not to use it because I want to persuade. And I try, I want to try to persuade. Look, I have family members that are gay. I have friends that are gay. I'm not trying to make enemies out of people. I'm not saying you are, Jacqueline. I'm just saying why I don't use those terms. And I understand why those terms are being used, by the way. But all I'm saying is I want to see the temperature come down. I am so tired of this continued bickering and fighting. Let's go to Greg in New Jersey. Greg, thank you for waiting. You're on WABC. How are you, Greg? Good, Bo. Um, I'm a 50-year-old male, gay, 100%. I knew I was gay since I was 12 years old. The concept of gay pride has gotten so out of control that gays have become their own worst enemies. The level of in-your-face stuff and influencing children, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's become like a sickness. I think that I have gay friends that are very liberal, and I have the majority of my gay friends are conservative Republicans. And they don't, gays have become their own worst enemy. The level of in your face and I has gotten so out of control with this drag queen story hour and, and pushing stuff in schools on kids. It's, it's sick. It's like gone to a sickness. It's beyond gay. I think what, what should happen here, Greg, Greg, what, if you had your magic wand, what would you do to try to say, let's get to some place where we can all live with each other without the acrimony? What would, what would be the steps that you would want to see taken? Gay people to take a chill pill. I mean, my sexual, my sexual orientation is not a matter of pride to me. I'm not saying that gay people should be ashamed of being gay. But to me, it's not a matter of pride. My, my homosexuality is not a matter of pride. Some people have blonde hair. Some people have brown hair. Some people have blue eyes. Some people have brown eyes. Some people are gay. Some people are straight. It's not a big deal. It's just a matter of fact. I, and I, they've, they've taken it to a proportion. And, you know, Bo, our press over the last 40, 50 years, when you see press coverage of gay events and gay people, they pick the most bizarre gay people, the drag queens. They pick dykes on bikes. They, they pick the most bizarre aspect of gay life. And they portray homosexuals in this way. They don't interview or take photographs of the guy next door, the sports player, the football player and interview them as a part of gay life. They go for the most bizarre, outrageous stuff they can find. And people online see these events, and in the papers they see these events, and they say, these gays are, gays are screwed up. This is, this is disgusting. This is weird. They, they don't take another portion of gay life and, and portray it as just like the guy next door. There are right. all different types of gay people. There are outlandish gay people, and there are people who, to, for lack of a better term, would be viewed as 100% straight acting. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, just, it's just gone out of control. Well, Greg, I thank, number one, thank you for being in this audience. And, and thank you 
for calling us and, and talking to us about your the way that you perceive all of this. And I hope it's helpful to some people because, again, my vibe is that I'm look. I ain't. I'm not trying to hate anybody. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to be part of this acrimony. Get them. Them versus us stuff on this stuff. I look. Life is short. We should all live our lives to the best of our ability to have a good life without all this angry energy focused at other people. At the same time, we cannot ignore what's going on in society. And I think the parents' first responsibility is toward their children. You know, well, their first responsibility is to God, but it's your first responsibility with that is to your children. And I'm not mad at parents who are wanting to see their children raised with the values that they choose to impart, not have them imparted by these activist groups, regardless of who the activist groups are. James Golden, a.k.a. Snuggly, coming back. More of your calls coming up. Don't go away. We'll be back in a moment. Oh, yeah. The Eagles. How can you not? How can you not love this song? Desperado Why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one, but I know that you got your reasons. These things that are pleasing you can hurt you somehow. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Seventy-seven WABC Radio listeners, this is the moment. I have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you. This moment. Right now, we're giving away a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to witness the magic of globally renowned Italian tenor Andrea Baselli live at Madison Square Garden on December 13th and 14th. As he graces us with his enchanting holiday tour 2023, picture yourself in the heart of the Big Apple. Surrounded by the mesmerizing melodies of Andrea Bocelli's angelic voice as he fills the iconic Madison Square Garden with his soul-stirring performance. This is a concert you will not want to miss. And here is how you can win and be there. Right now, 7th Caller, 800-848-9222. Seventh caller, a pair of tickets will be yours. Remember, this is a limited-time opportunity. Don't wait. Grab the phone, 800-848-9222. Seventh caller, heading to Madison Square Garden on December 13th or the 14th to witness the holiday magic unfold. Tickets are available for purchase at Ticketmaster. If you want to go to this concert, I suggest you get your tickets now. The tickets you know are flying out. So grab your tickets. Visit msg.com to learn more. Good luck. Let's go back to the telephone, shall we? Let's go to Kate. 
Katie in Yonkers. Hello, Katie. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. A big fan. Big fan. Um, I'm just calling. I'm I'm a lesbian. Uh, my friends joke with me that I'm the most homophobic lesbian they've ever met because the community is one that I just don't want to be associated with. There was a time when the gay pride parade, as they called it, was necessary. You know, there wasn't marriage equality. And I used to go every year and hold up a sign that said, this is a protest, not a parade. And I was re- revolted by, you know, everybody wearing their glitter thongs and having a big old party when we didn't have equality. Um, since, you know, the Marriage Equality Act uh, passed and we've achieved that now, I'm, my attitude is, all right, now get over it. Move on. You know, to me, being gay is one small part of who I am. Uh, as your previous caller said, it's not a point of pride for me. It's just no big deal. And the over-focus on one's sexual preference, to me, is really perverted. And I don't blame people for not wanting their kids indoctrinated the way they're being. And, I mean, I have a 14-year-old niece. I don't have kids of my own, but I don't want her being indoctrinated. I think my sister ought to be, you know, raising her with her values. So I just, you know, really want to echo what your previous caller said. You know, not all of us in the LGBT community are drinking the Kool-Aid and, you know, on the uh, woke parade. Um, I'm personally, you know, leaning Republican. I'm a bit moderate, you know, but um, I just think the over, you know, focus on the what makes me different is what keeps us apart. And we need to just get Thank over it, you. move on, and be adults. God bless you, Katie. I love that. What you just said is profound. The over-focus on what makes us different is what, keep, is what is keeping us apart. That is profound. I am so happy you're in this audience. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. So you can stop calling now. We do have the winner to go see Andrea Bocelli in December at Madison Square Garden. We're going to head back to the telephones and Greg in Vernon, New Jersey. How are you? Hi, Mr. Golden. Thank you for taking my call. You're a really good communicator, and you're a really good man. I, you know, I absolutely believe that 100% after what you just said. You're so right. I initially called to make the uh, comment that we should have a stupid idiot month. So all these worthless <laughs> individuals who have absolutely nothing to do with their lives except shove their ideology down everybody else's throat, they can all parade around for that. Well, I hear, <clears throat> excuse me, I hear you, you know, but again, <laughs> let's be civil. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Ed in Syracuse, New York. Thank you for waiting. You're up next. Hey, Jimbo. Thanks. Uh, um, I just wanted to say, you know, the two Eagle songs you, you uh, played are great, but I, I also put a vote in for Life's Been Good to Me so far. Um, oh, nice. What I called about was... Uh, when you played The Temptations there, it put me in mind of when Nelson Mandela was in the news and Rush was doing a bit, and then he ended up with, Hey, too proud to beg. I thought maybe that was... Uh, that was so funny. He was talking about Nelson Mandela. And that was yep. what... Oh, those are the kind of things that used to infuriate the left. They were done in jest, and that was so much fun. Thank you for that. Susan, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. I hope you call back tomorrow because... We do have time to talk about D-Day, and Susan, we can't get to her right now. I wanted to tell us the best movie to learn about D-Day. So, Susan, please give us a call back. And everyone else that we couldn't get to today, sorry about that. Hope to hear from you. 
in the well, we're here tomorrow, and of course Saturday morning, bright and early, seven a.m. for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. No hate. Let's be love. No hate. Let's be love. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, thank you for being here. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and your loved ones. Thank you so much. God willing, we're here tomorrow at 4 p.m., and we'll look forward to seeing you then. Have a wonderful night, folks. Bye.